Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. nasally okay listen I know this, allergies i noticed in the last episode as i was editing it that you can just hear me breathing <laughs> through the whole thing just <sighs> so this is not an asmr podcast. i just want to thank all of you who are listening this week after hearing me breathe so loudly <laughs> and there's part of me that's like why am i apologizing for breathing you're human i'm a human being and we, we make noises. Yeah. We with have our noses. Bodily function. Let's put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. That's we, our <laughs> first merch. Which is Magic Art you know, of Mystery. We make noises like with our every noses. Every episode, we're like, oh, that could be a good merch. And then we never do it. But who, like, raise your hand, really, guys, <laughs> if you would buy merch. Right now, we'll take a count. Take, okay, go. Ready? <laughs> Choose you. Yes. Okay, great. You. Yep. That one. Ten percent off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, hi, <laughs> which is Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Hey guys. Um, so thanks for listening after all the breathing. After I'm gonna awesome. really work on not on not breathing. <laughs> uh, don't hold your breath. I'm gonna do- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're so clever. <laughs> god. All right. So this week, uh-huh, what do you got? The Mandela effect. Oh, tell me. Okay. I shall. That's what we do. This is what we're here for, actually. I'm going to just take a little sip of my coffee. Yeah. Take a loud gulp right towards the mic, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) ASMR. Just a little bit of ASMR. Just a little little sprinkle. Okay. Our podcast cupcake with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I feel like we all have instances where we remember something and then find out we're wrong Mm -hmm. about that memory. For any number of reasons, like a lot of time has passed, or it's been influenced by what you've learned since the memory happened. Right. Or it's been influenced by other people's memories. So that's all normal. And we can all kind of like look at ourselves and be like, well, I understand how that happened. Like, I understand why I misremembered that. Yeah. So the Mandela effect is the name. It's given to a phenomenon when a large group of people misremember the same thing. Ooh. it's interesting because it's like when, if you misremember something uh-huh. and then you're like am i wrong about that and then and you go research like, oh it. you know it's this yeah and, but then you might find people who agree with mm-hmm. you and, and then that gives your false memory validity yeah, reassurance so, yeah. yeah so the mandela effect got its name when a paranormal consultant named fiona broom <laughs> okay definitely a witch right that. Yes. you can't have a name like fiona broom yeah what, um, where are your ancestors <laughs> from <laughs> She talked about her memory of the death of former South African President Nelson Mandela. Broom remembered Mandela dying in prison in the 80s, and she described new coverage, news coverage of his death and even a speech from his widow. Oh. But none of it happened. Wow. Mandela was released in prison from prison in 1990 and lived until 2013. Mm-hmm. So 
this could easily be chalked up to what I mentioned before, just like one person's false memory born yeah. from any number of events that somehow yeah. resulted in her misremembering it. However, as it turns out, there are a lot of other people who also vividly remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 80s. Oh my gosh. They remember clips from his funeral playing on television. Like, it's, oh. it's a lot. Oh. Um, and that's why it's called the Mandela. the Mandela Effect. So another way to describe the Mandela Effect is collective false memories. A large group of people collectively always say a particular saying or memory a certain way, when in reality, the truth is different from the memory. Oh. Here's some examples. Yep. Um, you can Google and find a million lists of examples of the Mandela Effect. Reddit is full right. of them. Oh, so Reddit. I just made a list here of the ones that I personally was like, oh, like, like, yeah, it, I had this yeah. false memory. I feel like for the most part, they fall into two categories. One is easier, in my opinion, to explain because uh-huh. they're like, it's like where the real true thing was mistakenly altered. And then that alteration was repeated, oh, which yeah. reinforces yeah, yeah. the false memory. So fake news. the other, yeah, I go in that <laughs> a little bit too. <laughs> and then the other category is the one that I think is like fascinating. And it's yeah. ones like the Mandela thing. Mm-hmm where people have these very specific, vivid memories of something that just never happened. Yeah, something emotionally has triggered it. Right. So for the second category, it's not like people just got confused or heard it wrong. They have like, you know, these full-blown memories of of, of a completely made-up event. So the first category is the one that I think you'll probably hear some of these and they might surprise you, Mm -hmm. but it's not like... It's completely like, whoa, this is this is super weird. Yeah. We need to investigate it further. Yeah. Okay. So Looney Tunes uh-huh. is Tunes is T-U-N-E-S, not tunes like cartoons. Oh. And you would think, I think it just because it's a cartoon, you would yeah. think Looney Tunes. But also like when you picture that logo with like the red, uh-huh. know, I see it as tunes. Tunes, yeah. It's not. It's T-U-N-E-S. Tunes. I don't even know why. Like, why is it Looney Tunes? Why? It wasn't like a music show. (laughs) I don't don't know. know. I don't know. In Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, the famous line, it's probably like one of the most famous Uh lines ever. Uh Luke, I am your father. Yeah. That's not what he says. He says, I am your father. There's no Luke at all. Which is just, that's probably something that someone did and just kept getting repeated to the point that we think it's in there when it's not. Yeah. But still, it's not. Why... Why did it ever get said as Luke, I am your father? Yeah. Like, why? Huh. Yeah. Um, mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah. That's not what she says either. It's what? Right. right. That's really weird to me. What the evil queen says is magic mirror on the wall. Oh. Not mirror, mirror on the wall. Magic mirror on the wall. Which sounds wrong. Yeah, it does. That doesn't it sound right. Ferris does them all. I don't know. Not her. Um, let's see the Mr. Rogers theme song. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood mm-hmm. is not, huh? it says it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, oh. which that feels it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Like it's that sounds right. right. Like the S that's not it right. It seems like you would notice the S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Smokey bear uh-huh. is not Smokey the bear. It's not Smokey the bear. It's Smokey bear, Smokey. which also sounds wrong. He's a Smokey bear. I'm just like, no, it's Smokey the Bear. Yeah. Smokey the Bear says this. No. Yeah. Smokey Bear. I don't know. Stark Forest fires. (laughs) Um, What? This one I put on Facebook yesterday because I was so fascinated by it. In We Are the Champions. Oh, my God. I watched this. Yeah. TikTok. At the end 
of We Are the Champions, it just ends with We Are the Champions. It yeah. doesn't say the world. It doesn't save the world. And it's so it That's sounds so weird. Yes. I mean, he does say of the world earlier in the song. Right. And you just want to continue it as if it's like a chorus. Right. And I just feel like I should have noticed that the song ends no. without that. Because it's the same every other time. Yeah. And all of a sudden it just says, you know, whatever. We yeah. are the champions. And then it stops. No more. And there's music. no more words. No more words. No more music. It's done. Which makes me think I've just never heard the end of the song. Because we just continue to t- sing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... You know, in a bar, yeah. loudly oh, scream yeah. singing, and I just added in the, the world of the world every time, and everybody else does too. Yes, so yeah. you don't even notice it's not. Yeah, there. nobody knows. Um, let's see, what else do we have? People think the Monopoly Man has a monocle, but he doesn't. What's he have nothing. Huh? And he has his top hat, you know, but there's no monocle. Huh? Um, this is wild. I know. So there's like several of these things. Oh, the Fruit of the Loom logo, because this one I totally thought too. Some people have a fond recollection of, you know, the Fruit of the Loom logo. It's like a pile of fruit. Yeah. There should be like a brown woven cornucopia behind it. But there's not. But I remember it as being there. But apparently there's not. There never was. They haven't ever changed the logo. It's the same as it's always been. It's weird. So uh, also, Kelsey and I can never remember the word cornucopia. Like yeah. It, we go from like chupacabra to corpacopia. <laughs> we never, ever, like any cornucopia. I mean, it doesn't come up often in conversation, but anytime mm. it's said. It's not a word that we can speak. It's not a thing that comes up very often in conversation. No. I think it was in the Hunger Games. And it was very like, yes. what kind of cornucopia are you talking about? That's yeah. weird. That was weird. <laughs> Just picture like a big fruit. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's like the, the cornucopia. From the commercial, the people dressed as fruit popping around in the Hunger Games. <laughs> that is not it. Oh, God. Okay, so that's all kind of the first category, which those are the ones that I think like that's easily. It's justifiable. Yeah. yeah. I can figure out how that happened. Yeah. So then the second category, these are the ones that I find just bizarre. Okay. Okay, so we already have Nelson Mandela's duties. I know. Same. <laughs> That's literally why we have this podcast. <laughs> so Nelson Mandela's death, that falls into this category. Okay. It's the one that's like a lot of, a yeah. large section of people remember him dying yeah. in the 80s while he was in prison. They remember clips from the funeral. They remember speeches from his wife. Like, that's wild. Yeah, didn't happen. So another one is... The Bernstein Bears. Uh-huh. Bernstein is not right. Huh? Okay. So this one really messes with me. Because I love the Bernstein Bears. Yes. And I specifically remember reading it and not knowing how to pronounce the last name. Yeah. And, like, I was a really good reader as a kid. Same. So struggling to know how to read a word is something that I actually, it sticks out in my memory because mm-hmm. I, reading just always came Right. Really easily to me. Right. So I, I remember trying to figure out, like, is it Steen or Stein right. or whatever? Turns out, Kara. Oh, God. <laughs> it's Stain. What? Because it's spelled B-E-R-N-S-T-A-I-N. Oh. But if it was spelled that way, why would I have ever not known how Steen, to say that? Yeah. Stain is like a known yeah. word. Huh? What have we been doing with our lives? I don't know. <laughs> what? Bernstein Bears. Yeah. I don't like that. And because I was like an overachieving teacher's pet type kid, yeah. I, I remember being anxious about whether I was pronouncing it wrong and if someone would laugh at me about it. But everybody pronounced it that way. Did they? I don't remember. 
I can't let's, figure it out. Let's pull some people. I'm... So, <laughs> so here's what's weirder. The, the bears in the book are named after the creator, Stan and Jan Bernstein, which means the last name appears on the covers of all those books twice. Oh, my God. So we missed it twice? How? It's there in the title and also in the author's names? No. I mean, I still say Bernstein. Bernstein? No, but it doesn't sound normal. No. I'm just here for the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like... What? There's no way that's right. No. If it was stain... And we, we would have know. struggled to pronounce it. We would know. It's a known word. Stain. Baron Stain. I don't approve of Why this. would there have ever been any confusion? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't like it. Okay, so here's <laughs> another one. And this one could probably go in the first category, but uh-huh. since I'm the one who made up the categories, I get right. to do what yeah, I want. Yeah, you get to go. So, and for this one, I just can't believe it. Oh, my God. So, in The Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God. When Hannibal Lecter meets... I just feel like I breathe really loud again, and I'm just acknowledging it, okay? <laughs> Sometimes I have to... <laughs> <laughs> in the Sound of the Lambs, when Hannibal Lecter meets Clarice Starling, Clarice. he says, Hello, Clarice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can hear Clarice. it. It's all weird and yeah. monotone. I can hear it. But the thing is, that's not what he says. What? He doesn't even Stop. he doesn't even say something close to it. What he says is, Good morning. No. Yes. It's not even good morning, Clarice. It's just good morning. Nope. No, it's not. And so <laughs> how? But here's what's more. It's not like we're just misremembering it and he says it. And he never says that phrase in the movie. Period. Yeah. It's not like, oh, he said that the first time he met her. And then later he says, hello, Clarice. He never says, hello, Clarice. Never. What? I know. No. I can't. So did. Like, why can I just, hear it? Somebody just made it up and was being all creepy. I don't know. And that's where we hear it from in his voice. I guess. Like like an SNL skit or something? Maybe. I'm just like, no, he no, said, he said, yeah. hello, Clarice. Yeah. Just, like, you can see creepy Anthony Hopkins with his face. Hopkins, mm. not Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> his face. So, mm, there's that. There's a widespread belief that an entire feature film exists starring actor and comedian Sinbad as a genie called shazam the movie was called shazam i totally remember yeah. this i can yeah. picture him in my head yeah but that it doesn't exist that movie apparently huh? never happened was it going to happen no so the explanation i've read of reen i've, re- I've read it i've read it i've read it and i've seen it is that people are remembering the movie kazam which was a 1996 comedy starring shaquille o'neal as a genie but why did this... Why do I see Sinbad? So the thing is, I remember the Shaq one, too. I just thought... Yeah. Like, I just never would have thought there was one or the other. I just kind of thought they were both. Same. And so when I... This is how the Mandela this effect is- comes up in conversation most often for me. People will be like, yeah, there are people who say that Sinbad movie was never made. And there and there are people who are like, yeah, you know, that Sinbad movie that absolutely exists. There's some people who think it didn't. Yeah. But I'm like, no, it really didn't. It really doesn't exist. That's wild. So, huh? it's super weird. In my head, I feel like I see I, both. Like, in my head, I'm like, I've watched that before. So, I wonder if part of it is like, you know how Sinbad, I think he had, like, gold hoop earrings, or at least mm-hmm. one. And then the genie in Aladdin has gold hoop earrings. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, are we putting that together in our heads somehow? Maybe. It's like a weird thing to mash up, but. But then we're, like, seeing scenes of it. It just seems like having... 
a comedian what play a genie like is not like a new thing? Universe where these things actually did <laughs> get into it. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Gosh. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> All right. So here's some possible explanations. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jumped ahead. This is why we're the same person. I know. <laughs> so one of these is we've talked a little bit about it is um, the creation of false memories, where your recollection of an event isn't accurate it seems completely 100 real in your head right but it's not right like all these emotions are triggering you to see the scene as if it right. happened like that right or they're affecting your recollection later right so one way to think of the mandela effect on your memory is to consider the way you recall information like a childhood game of telephone so you know on telephone like one person says something and it's repeated oh, down I, hate the line. I hate whispers i can't stand i it. don't like hot breath in my ear i can't Nope. <laughs> I can't handle. I just don't like whispering because I can't understand it very well, and so it irritates me. And it like tickles my ear. And it's yeah, I don't, I don't like it. The idea is instead of, of whispering something to person to person, mm-hmm. it's like every time you recall a memory, it gets it gets altered a little right, bit right by whatever you're presently experiencing. Yes, what your brain wants to hear. Right. So e- events are moved from your brain's temporary memory to permanent storage while you mm-hmm. sleep, and that transition isn't absolute. So some elements of the memory may be lost, and this is where false memories can begin. So you okay. might pull a memory from your brain, but depending on how you often you do that in a different and what's time. happening, <laughs> yeah. and you put the memory back in like a slightly different way. Oh, so here's some different like here's just a little information about memories, guys. So this is called confabulation, and it can be thought of as honest lying. Like you're not purposefully being deceitful like you truly you believe this happens yeah. this way yeah um and it involves your brain filling in the gaps that are missing oh in your memories to make more sense of them and so it's not lying it's just remembering details that never happened this is why eyewitness testimony is so yes test it's terrifying yeah that's why anytime something happens i immediately just start like write it down notes on yeah. my phone yeah confabulation tends to increase with age so many examples of the Mandela effect are close to the original or true memory. And it seems like that confabulation would explain the origins of a great deal of those. So like the cornucopia thing. Right. A pile of fruit, fruit with a cornucopia <laughs> behind it is like, it makes sense that there'd be a cornucopia. Right. Right. Like the Looney Tunes thing, it makes sense that it would be tunes like cartoons yeah. instead of tunes like yeah. music. So it's that kind of detail that and like... Looney. Tune, yeah. Loon tune. Like, yeah. I think the thing your brain does to work more efficiently is it doesn't keep track of every single minor detail because mm-hmm. it's not important. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and later when you're putting it together, you just do what comes quickest. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
post-event information. So information that you learn after an event can change your memory of an event. So this includes like subtle information. um, And again, it talks about why eyewitness testimony can be unreliable. Because if you saw something and then you hear about it later in the news, then it might change what you think you saw. Yeah. Priming describes factors leading up to an event that affect your perception of it. And it's like the power of suggestion. Oh. So priming is the difference between saying like, how short is he versus how tall is he? Right. Because just that minor uh-huh. change in word will make you think, oh, he's short or he's tall. Yeah. It's like a weird. Yeah. yeah. So mm. and those are like leading questions that, you know, they talk right. about in interrogations mm-hmm. and stuff that you shouldn't ask. Yeah. Misattribution, which in your memory, you may combine elements of different events into a singular one. So when you recall the memory, you're recalling like different things that happened at different times. You're just mashing it all yeah. together in your head. So it possibly wasn't that timeline. Yeah. So it's like the timeline is confused and now you've put it together into one event when really yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. So in essence, memories are vulnerable bits of information stored in the brain. We're vulnerable people. Okay. Yeah. And they can be changed over time. Like this is where like, seriously, I eyewitness testimony scares me to death. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, I don't think people are, I mean, I understand that sometimes people are just making up stuff, mm-hmm. but it's also like, you think I saw this with my own eyes, yeah. but you can't even trust, if you can't even trust what's in your own brain, like what yeah. do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so how do you all trust us? <laughs> <laughs> so a big problem with the false memory thing is that, um, Apparently, as I was writing this, I had the same thoughts I just said to you because I'm about to say it again. Unless someone gives you a good reason to, you don't stop to examine your own memories. Right. Like, I never would have given this whole Shazam thing another thought. I just would have been like, yeah, that movie. Sure. Yeah. Until someone's like, no, that movie didn't exist. (laughs) What do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah. It's just a given that the memories that you have in your own brain are true. I saw that with my own eyes. I heard it with my own ears. I was there. It happened. Yeah. So unless someone comes up and they're like, the Berenstein Bears, Megan, that's not a thing. <laughs> Why would you ever question? Yeah. Usually the only way to know your memory is false or real is to corroborate your story with other people. Mm-hmm. And you can look it up from reliable sites or attempt to confirm it with others. But one of the problems with corroborating a story with others is that people tend to confirm what another person believes to be true. Right. So if you ask the question, didn't Nelson Mandela die in prison? Somebody's going to be like, yeah. Yeah, he did. Like, and then you're going to be like, okay. Yeah. Or Nelson Mandela died in prison, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like you, you know, your vision's like this. So then you're now like messing with their memory and their right. memory becomes your memory and it's all the same. And then oh you just accept God. it to be true and you move on. Yeah. So a better question would be, how did Nelson Mandela die? Yeah. If you've already made up your mind about what you believe, it's easy to frame your question in a way that you will get the answer you're looking for. Whoa. Which leads me to Whoa. the internet uh-huh. <laughs> and the impact of the internet. Fake news. So, okay. The role of the internet in influencing the memories of the masses should not be underestimated. No. Um, yeah. It's probably no coincidence <laughs> that consideration of the Mandela effect has grown in this digital age. Right. Um, the internet is a powerful way, as we have learned, <laughs> to spread information. And with the spreading of information comes the potential for misconceptions and falsehoods to gain traction. Huh. 
people then begin to create communities based around these falsehoods. Oh, shit. And what's what's in the imagination starts to seem factual. I didn't even intend for this to be a political (laughs) statement. You know, when I chose the Mandela effect, it's literally because I'm fascinated by it. And then I got to this and I was like, oh, hell. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Climbing down this hole. (laughs) So jumping on in. Okay, I'm going to try really, really hard uh-huh. to not get too political. Yeah. Although, let me say, I'm not apologizing for my political beliefs. People have, at this point, given their lives because they've been told something that they so fully to believe to be true that they're willing to go to very extreme measures extreme. to fight against an evil that they've been convinced exists. Yeah. In fact, in a large study of over 100,000 news stories discussed across Twitter conducted over a period of 10 years it showed that hoaxes and rumors won out over the truth every time by about 70 percent. yeah because that's people love a good yeah conspiracy yeah we i love a good conspiracy i mean that's what we do and this wasn't um you know you'll hear things like oh bots and whatever this wasn't these are real verified accounts of real people who are responsible for spreading false information and i know i do think there are people who just want to watch the world burn yeah you know but I also believe that a lot of it could just be what we've been talking about earlier. It's like they don't even realize that what they're saying isn't yeah. true because it just gets passed memory. down. Yeah. <laughs> so just because someone tells you something and says they learned it from someone totally credible, <laughs> well, my please, mom group said, please <laughs> take the time to research it for yourself. Yeah. And keep in mind that when you're researching something, you should be trying to prove it false. Yeah. You don't and look at don't just try to confirm your beliefs. Look at credible sources. Yes. But the thing is, is what you believe is a credible source may be very different from what I believe is a credible source. But that's why I'm like, try to disprove what you believe. Yeah. Because you can very easily, as we have discussed this with like the priming, you can ask leading questions and find anyone to support you. Oh yeah. Go out in search of people who disagree with you, not to attack them, but legitimately, like to learn. (laughs) Yeah. And then remember that there are very convincing communities of people on Facebook or websites out there that have their own reasons for wanting to make you believe a thing. Yes. Their own agendas. The only answer or treatment for false memories is independent evidence that corroborates or disproves your memories. False memories may seem quite real and even highly emotional. Mm. Your confidence in them makes them feel more tangible yes but it doesn't guarantee authenticity it's like you're a salesman for what your beliefs are yeah for what this memory is and i know because i've seen it happen where people will will knowingly lie yeah but they're not doing it so much because they um they just know what they have to say to convince you right and they fully believe what they're saying but they're going to add a little more to it to get you on board yeah so like They're lying, but to them, they're doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mandela effect. (laughs) And back to the Mandela effect. (laughs) Generally, as groups of people on the internet interact and discuss things, as each person chimes in with their own experience or memory Mm -hmm. of an event, those false memories could affect the memories of other people, thus coloring them to remember the events in the same way. Right, because if you've read them and then you go to sleep, it now becomes a memory. Right. Yeah. You've read it in your body or your mind has created it into like a scene. And yeah, I mean, think about it as as easy as like, I fully remember. I mean, you know me, I lose everything. Yeah. Like million times a day. 
And it's like, <laughs> and it's like I know I put my keys here. Uh-huh. But you clearly didn't. If you put yeah. your keys there, they would be there. Yeah. But I mean, that happens to me all the time. Oh, yeah. Megan loses everything. It's amazing. It's, it's my special gift. <laughs> That's like whenever she leaves me, I'm like, did you remember this? Do you have this? Do you have this today? Okay, good. If I'm around, I mean, I just did this to Kara's brother where I was like, I'm putting my keys here. Later, I'm going to lose them. And then you have to help me remember that they're here. And he was like, got it. Like, yeah, I'm, it's just my life now. Yeah. <laughs> I have coping mechanisms <laughs> that involve making you responsible for, for me. her well-being. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're here for. All of that is related uh-huh. to false memory, which could explain the Mandela effect. Okay. Or, or it could be uh-huh. alternate realities. I love this theory. I love it so <laughs> too. much. So we already know I love this theory because in whatever episode we had earlier, uh-huh. I mentioned how much I love the idea that there are alternate timelines and parallel yes. universes yes. and multiple Was versions. Was it a missing person one, maybe? I can't remember. Or is it the alien one? Oh, it's maybe. the um, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was one of the things there yes. is that there's like a yes. portal. You know, just the idea that there's multiple versions of Megan out there just living different realities. Yeah. And it's like, like I want to be like, mess with your doppelganger what because you your doppelganger is the evil, evil side of you. Yes. The alternate realities theory about the basis for the Mandela effect originates from quantum physics mm-hmm. and relates to the idea that rather than one timeline of events, it's possible that alternate realities or universes are taking place and mixing with our timeline. And for what it's worth, for what it's worth, um, Fiona Broom, who named the Mandela effect, this was her theory. Um, I'm here for it. So the idea that there are multiple realities and universes would result in groups of people having the same memories because the timeline has been altered as we shift between these different realities. So in whatever reality you were in, Uh it was Bernstein. It was Bernstein. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then now I'm in this new reality uh-huh. where it's Berenstain, which is not possible. No, nope. not possible. It doesn't it sound right. Definitely Berenstain. It does not sound like that. Um, I'm going to go ask Jason when we get done with this. Yeah. I mean, really take a poll. I'd really love to hear from all of you. Yeah, that. please, guys. Baron, and some people will be like, what's Berenstain? Okay, fine. Stein or Stein, I will accept. Because either one involves it being S-T-E-A-N-O-S-T-E-I-N. But Stain? No. No, no, we're going to absolutely we'll post and you all send us videos of yourself saying it. Yes. Or like a soundbite. We'll, we'll, we'll do a poll on Instagram. Yep. At which is Magic Murder Mystery. Yeah. Love <laughs> 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 We're so good at this. <laughs> so this theory would require believing that the multiverse exists. Yeah. Who doesn't? Here is where I'm going to try to teach you about... <laughs> Quantum physics. Yes. In a very condensed three minute. Today we are here with <laughs> Professor Megan. Here we go. Hello. <clears throat> um, the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> the multiverse is a hypothetical group of multiple universes. Together, these universes comprise everything that exists uh-huh. the entirety of space, time, matter, energy, information. And the physical laws and constants that describe them. Okay. Multiple universes have been hypothesized in cosmology, physics, astronomy, religion, philosophy, transpersonal psychology, music, and all kinds of literature. Mm. Um, So you may have heard them called the parallel universes, other universes, alternate universes, many worlds. It's all the same. So the physics community has debated that, you know, is this a thing or not? And many prominent, there are really smart, really well-known mm-hmm. prominent physicists 
who say it does. Yeah. And then there are just as smart, really well-known prominent like, who say it doesn't. No. Yeah. I found an article on Forbes. It's by Ethan Siegel. And he has like a whole series of things about this. So the article that I read is called, This is Why the Multiverse Must Exist. Mm-hmm. And if you are into this at all, definitely go look up this article. Yeah. Um, and like I said, Forbes has a whole bunch of stuff by Ethan Siegel, which kind of all relates. We can share it. Yeah. It's great. It is so interesting to read. So I'm just going to read this direct quote from that article because there's no way I could say it any better. Yeah. The multiverse is an extremely controversial idea, but at its core, it's a very simple concept. Just as the Earth doesn't occupy a special position in the universe, nor does the Sun, the Milky Way, or any other location, the multiverse goes a step farther and claims that there's nothing special about the entire visible universe. The multiverse is the idea that our universe and all that's contained within it is just one small part of a larger structure. This larger entity encapsulates what we can see in our universe as a smart small part of a larger universe that extends beyond the limits of our observations. Mm-hmm. That entire structure, the unobservable universe, may itself be part of a larger space-time that includes many other disconnected universes, which may or may not be similar to the universe we inhabit. So I know I just said a lot of things, lots of words, (laughs) but, Um, but the whole idea is that like, of course we know our universe. Yeah. And it's just the idea that maybe there's something beyond our universe, which I don't think is too hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. Um, One big criticism of the multiverse, if there's no way to prove or disprove it, because the whole thing is, is if every single outcome is included in one of these universes, then it's like. You'd never be able to disprove it. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. it includes everything. Yeah. So Siegel points, he takes that argument and he points out that there are things we cannot observe that we know to be true. For instance, we knew gravitational waves existed right. before we directly observed them because yeah. we saw their effects. Yeah. So if we cannot observe the multiverse directly, what sort of indirect evidence? Like what yeah. effects can we look for? Yeah. Okay. Here's, I oh, love it. Here's my two-paragraph explanation. Okay, go. (laughs) I'm ready for it. Let me start by saying, please go read the article. Because, you know, he he has graphs and pictures and diagrams, and it's it's amazing. It goes super into depth into the science of this. But here's the thing. There are two things. Cosmic inflation, Uh which is basically all about how the universe expanded over time. Right. If we believe the... It's like evolution. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so if you believe the Big Bang Theory, which is widely accepted mm-hmm. and has lots of stuff to back it up, if you believe that, then you should be able to say that's the single point of origin for the universe. Yes. And then observe things about what the universe is like based on that point of origin. Its oldest parts should be cooler in temperature and less dense, and there should be like a spatial curvature to it, <laughs> and there's not. Yeah. And I just really oversimplified the explanation of cosmic inflation, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So ridiculously so. And then there's quantum physics, which is the physics that explains how everything works, basically. So you know how everything like is made up of atoms? Yeah. Uh, solid, liquid, gas, plasma is made up of asm- atoms. Yeah. Quantum physics is everything we know about the nature of atoms that make up matter and the forces with which they interact. Right. So we take everything we know about atoms... And then we apply that to the universe and all that should make sense. Right. right? Yeah. And that's the whole thing is that it 
doesn't. Right. Yeah. It's it not, doesn't make sense. It's not. The oldest parts of the universe aren't cooler in temperature. Yeah. It's not less dense. Like yeah. there's pockets of things here and there. Right. They're there finding fossils frozen or, right. you know, in volcanic matter. There's so much that just doesn't that, yeah. make sense. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. That's my very quick, <laughs> very intense science lesson for you. I love it. So based on what we know, we should be able to draw certain conclusions about how the universe will behave. Uh-huh. And he lays out in his article several several arguments about, if we put all that together, how he he's like, the multiverse has to exist yeah. because of these things. Yeah. So it's possible that we'll learn more in the future about quantum physics uh-huh. or inflation that'll disprove the multiverse. But yeah. he's just saying, based on what we know right now, this is it. There's no way it can't be. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's... You're welcome. That's Amanda. I didn't know I was going to be teaching quantum physics today, but there we go. No, I'm here for it. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea of alternate universes and, you know, all parallel universes yeah. gets... It's very I just, intriguing. That's the whole thing, is that I don't know how much I believe in such a right. thing, but I love to think about it. Yeah. Because it's like, you're, it just almost makes your brain explode. Yeah. <laughs> With all the possibilities. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what if this instance actually was this you know in another universe yeah and then i like merged into this and you're like wait what right and then you read a, the mandela effect that tells you this thing that you specifically are sure yeah. happened didn't happen never happened at all and it's like well how come there's a lot of people who think yeah did? where did they all converge mm-hmm. to uh, come to this conclusion together yeah so Ooh, i love it i love it so much so that's it that's my discussion of the mandela effect so if you good. are a quantum physicist Please. I am so sorry. <laughs> no. I'm like, so sorry for if I've ruined my explanation. No. I was just trying to think of an easy, like, how do you quickly and easily explain? It was good. That was good. Thanks. Lay- Thank you. Layman's terms. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. I hope you guys liked it. Please leave us a rating or a review. Yeah. Tell your friends ten about out of it. Tens. Ten out of tens. There's only five out of five, but do ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. Look us up on Witches Magic Murder Mystery on, on Instagram. Her. Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. You'll hear from us next Friday. Have a good week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>